Welcome back in, everybody. Two niggas on the couch. New edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Plus one. Plus, I mean, it's not, you're not, plus, it's not plus one. You're a host. Why you say he said two niggas on the couch, and I said plus one. Oh, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Well, he's a nigga though. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, but it's okay <laughs> because I am in a great mood tonight. Uh, Curtis Sheehan here with Victor Greenwood, as always to my left. We got Kevin Figures to my right. Yo, we got a back-to-back show. We first got time. Yeah, first, first time in Arrow's history. We got Figs with us. Uh, second appearance on the show. Mm-hmm. Our second time co-hosting, I should say. And guys, it is a great day. I got my drinks raised right now because the San Diego Padres made a huge splash. Who's Again, that? it's like the, like the eighth that? time this month, right? Yeah, but this Who one are you the can... Padres? Oh, see, don't worry. <laughs> what sport is that? Your, your, hate can, your hate can know no bounds when it comes to me. What, okay? what hate? Like, you, you hate me. It's okay. I don't hate you, Curtis. <laughs> I dislike you, but I don't hate you. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, okay. okay. Anywho, Fernando Tatis Jr., first reported by ESPN's Jeff Passan. That would be the best shortstop in baseball. He I just got a. Mookie Betts. He doesn't play shortstop. But okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. 14 <laughs> years. Corey Singer? I mean, we'll get there. 14 year, $340 million contract. How much? 14 years. That's a long ass $340 million. <laughs> I'm less hung up on the. I mean, it's fine. He'll be, what, 35 or 36 when the yeah, contract is Yeah, he's 22 right now. Wait, so he can have another years? contract after this? If he can have like a, like a two, three year, maybe. Yeah, he won't get a giant deal well, like 36, that, but, but like, still. He'll probably get additional, like, all got five years. So, but they basically bought out his entire prime of his career. career. And it's so interesting because I saw someone put on Twitter, how old will you be when his contract ends? And I thought about it, I was like, I'll be in my mid forties. He'll still be on the same Yo, but this is That's a insane. but figs, let me go to you. We we talk all the time about, you know, sports contracts and the reason why this one is so big, again, because I'm a huge Padre fan, yep. Friar Faithful, El Nino, oh, big shot, Slam yeah. Diego. Uh this is a big deal, one for small markets. Big time. But two, it's also big because it's one of those things that we have been seeing more and more and more, especially with baseball mm-hmm. with Oh, his contract is the most in blank history. Right. We saw it with uh, Manny Machado last year with the Padres, and then Bryce Harper with the Phillies gets a big deal. Mookie just got like a huge deal. Mike Trout got the biggest deal that anyone's ever gotten. Oh, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on, you know, Fernando Tatis' deal? We'll get to the Dodgers, Padres in a little bit, but thoughts on Fernando Tatis staying in San Diego and just your overall thoughts on this huge contract. It's amazing. First of all, just the Padres offseason as a whole, knowing that they're a smaller market team, most of the time you don't have teams like this that are shelling out the kind of money that they've done mm-hmm. with Blake Snell. They signed Clevenger to an extension. He can't even throw right now. Exactly. I mean, they've showed out a lot of money these last couple of offseasons to try to chase after the Dodgers. I think it's amazing from a rivalry standpoint, but just from a contract standpoint, it's rare. Most of the time, and I don't know who Fernando Tatis Jr.'s agent is. My his guess dad. is okay. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. Senior, senior his really? Dad, okay. His dad, former Major League Baseball Great. player. Yeah. Great. Great. I, was, I guarantee you it wasn't Scott Boris because if it was Scott Boris, he was going to hit free agency in a couple of years. Ooh. So that, I, and maybe it ends up being a win for Tatis. You get the long term security. Now, the problem, if you want to call it that, if two years from now he does turn into the superstar. Face of baseball. He's already kind of the pseudo face of baseball now. I mean, I, when I saw him in that Gatorade commercial, mm-hmm. and he's on the he's on the That's cover of the, the show. show. The yeah, the, the dreads. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's already yeah. the young face of baseball. You know, he's the, the, which is good though. I think it's excellent. You know, 
jovial, a lot of personality to him. He's fun to watch. Got an edge to him. He's not like, oh, look, I love Mike Trout. I'm an Angel fan. He is the most boring person you'll ever see or meet. <laughs> Phenomenal player, but just no personality. I mean, he might to be him. one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Already is easily. Which is he's like, he's like a year eight or something. He's already one of the best players in the history of the sport. Uh, so I think it's amazing for San Diego. Amazing for small markets in general. And I think it shows an example. You know, AJ Preller and all those guys down there are saying, "Look, we're a small market mm-hmm. team, but we can spend the money. We can keep up with the likes of the Dodgers." Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it propels other teams like Tampa Bay, who are clearly not doing it now. They Pittsburgh. just sold off Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. But your Pittsburgh Pirates, Cincinnati Reds, to a your teams sense, like yeah. that to say we can spend money. Let's keep up with the big boys and stop pocketing all this damn money because that's the problem I have with these owners. They make money hand over fist and they mm-hmm. want to keep it for themselves and not reinvest it into the team. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a travesty that. Trevor Bauer can sign that contract with the Dodgers. He's making forty million this year, which is more than three Jeez. entire payrolls. There Wait, should not be three payrolls. In the baseball? Pirates, yes. I, I believe the Rays are one, and there's another. There's a third I, one. It was I thought it was the Tigers. Maybe it's Detroit. Yeah, but there's three franchises that are paying their entire payroll less than what Trevor Bauer is making this year by himself. That's ridiculous. That shouldn't happen. And baseball shouldn't allow that to happen. For me, in the next CBA, for the players' union, should say there's a salary minimum. Every team needs to spend this amount. The NBA has it. Uh, the NFL has it. Yeah, the, the NBA has a minimum wow. that every team has to spend. Oh. Now, the issue is they also have a salary cap. Baseball doesn't. The NFL and the NBA have salary caps, and Major League Baseball doesn't. And a lot of the players don't want a salary cap because if you did, you wouldn't see like you, no you wouldn't get these giant contracts that these guys are signed. So there's a little give and take that goes with it. So would you say that's a, even to be allowed to have a 14 year contract? Well, I mean, the um, the, the biggest thing we got to get into is free like, market value. As far as I'm concerned, baseball so. is way different when it comes to stuff like that because yeah. we saw the likes of you know the Last Dance where uh, Scotty Pippen signed that huge contract yes. and then after he signed it, the league just exploded and everyone's mm-hmm. like, wow, that was a really bad deal for you to sign. Mm-hmm. But even before you know he yeah. caught the HIV virus, Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson had a 25 year. It was a 25-year, $25 million contract, which at the time people thought was crazy. crazy. Yeah. It was out of this mind. Yeah. Now it's like if you did that, you're like, what the hell is wrong with you? you if you're a player that you never signed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or a team that offered You guys came up on that. Yeah. yeah. So I think baseball in general is just different. And mm-hmm. you're, he, like Figs is absolutely right. You have a team like the Rays who we laugh at and say you have a small payroll. They made it to the World Series. It sure did. And if it wasn't for them pulling Blake Snell, Blake Snell uh, AL Cy Young winner, now a Padre, if it wasn't for them pulling him, who knows where that World Series goes. It's likely going to Game 7, and who knows what happens at that point. And, and with the way that the Rays were playing when they won that crazy game. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that crazy World comeback. Yeah. yeah, like who who knows what happens. You got to set yourself up. But speaking of Blake Snell, he had some comments today. Uh, pitchers and catchers reported for, for the first day of spring training. Uh, Blake Snell, former AL Cy Young winner, former Ray, now a San Diego Padre, had some uh, – Thoughts on the rivalry between the Dodgers and Padres. Let's, <laughs> let's listen to Blake Snell right now. They're, they're a good team. And, you know, to be able to face them and compete with myself and really, you know, try to be the best I can be, um, that team is going to do a lot of things to make me an even better pitcher. So I'm super excited that, you know, I get to, you know, pitch against them. Hopefully I get to pitch against them all, you know, every time we play them. So it's something that I look forward to um, and I really can't wait for it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited. I know how, you know, the robbery's been. I know it's uh, a little feisty lately, which I'm here for all of that. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, you know, being a part of it. Uh, and hopefully that, you know, puts us on the winning side uh, more than not. Okay, so obviously I love this. Like, I mean, right. he's, he's already all in. Like, but they don't do nothing, though. 
Like, the I don't Padres? watch a lot of baseball, but I know the Padres suck. Well, I think it's I think first of all, why, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, generally speaking, they've been historically. But they're bad. spending all this money for what? Like to be like be second place. They're they're all. Are they the now. Clippers of, of baseball? Mm, no, I mean you can make a case that you know the Angels would be that because they're uh, the same first of all, oh. no. Ooh, see, the Angels have won a World Series, by the way. Okay, true. The Clippers have not. The Clippers haven't even been to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> so true. let's let's slow the roll on that one. <laughs> Maybe you could say the Mets. The Mets were good, had their runs where they were good. Won a World Series in the 80s. A couple of World Series, actually. That's true. So maybe it's more like that. The Clippers haven't won jack squat. So please don't put the Angels in the same, the same but no, category. But no, Victor, you're right. So according to Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register, uh, he got Dave Roberts, manager of the Dodgers, thoughts. And he said, quote, I don't mean to sound brash, or how do I say it? I don't mean to sound arrogant, but the fact is I really don't care about the Padres, end quote. Mm-hmm. So I think he's saying what a lot of people like you are saying, where it's like, look, we've seen this before. Padres go out and get a huge number of mm-hmm. off-season trades, off-season uh, free mm-hmm. pickups, and it doesn't really mean much when you have a team like the Dodgers who have been like champions for the NL West for eight, eight straight years. years, have been to the so World Series years. three, like three yeah. out of the last four World Series they've been to. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the Astros and let's throw the Red Sox in there with their cheating scandal, like who knows how far along the Dodgers could be as a baseball dynasty. Very true. But you're right because you talk about Trevor Bauer and him going to the Dodgers. Like that was a big deal because as much as I believe that Dodger players and fans don't care about the Padres, you don't go out there and sign Trevor Bauer with that amount of money if you don't see that the Padres get you Darvish Big time. and Blake Snell. It influences your decision-making. And, and, and you have the money to do it. Right. So I, right. I think it's going to be, when it comes to Dodgers-Padres, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Definitely. This season. Are they having games without fans in Dodgers Stadium? No. no not yet. No, none. Not, not yet. California. All California. All state of California. State. And I think that's the thing that hurts me. So, no. like, Figs, oh, I guess. Oh, you hurt. I am, I, aren't you hurt as, like, just no, a sports I'm not, fan? I'm really not. My baseball hurt. Probably you wouldn't want to sit outside. No, Have a Dodger dog. With the sun? A, a michelada? No. They have night <laughs> well, games. I don't even like micheladas. They have night games? Bro, that traffic is terrible. Oh. <laughs> Always an excuse. That's not Always an excuse. That's a reasonable reason. Like, don't you think it's kind of sad that every, baseball sucks? Don't you think it's sad that every year during Black History Month we honor Jackie Robinson and everything he went to to play baseball, and now here we have a young black man like you saying, baseball sucks. I'm saying right now, baseball sucks. Why don't, okay, well, we'll if get... If they had Negro Leagues, I'd watch that. Really? <laughs> so really? So you went back to the Negro Leagues. <laughs> yeah. So Since you, you want to talk about Black History Month, so you're going to take a step back and go back to the Negro <laughs> Leagues? Whoa, whoa, we're a step back now, Curtis? Are we trying to tell us? Yes, absolutely. How are we a step back, Curtis? Why would you segregate yourself? Now, back during the time when Jackie Robinson played, there is an argument to be made that when Jackie Robinson crossed the color barrier that the Negro Leagues died that day because that's when a lot of Major League Baseball teams did go and sign mm-hmm. the best black baseball talent and some of them were in their pa- like prime Satchel Page. Prime. Satchel Page, I mean. But still bald when he got to the majors. Exactly. That's the crazy part. Satchel Page was 45 years old. I thought it was 47. 50 <laughs> years old striking cats out like it was nothing. We're, we're built different. Yeah, we, okay, we built different. We come from the mud, all that. But my thing is like you see uh, the influence that Jackie Robinson had and to only have one black player in the World Series in Mookie Betts last year, there has to be something really? to that. There yes. Only- There's not that many American black players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that goes to the biggest, you know why that is, though, right? Because they don't care about us? No, there's a huge saying there's not a lot of black people that play baseball because baseball is a father game. The person that teaches you baseball uh, is your father. Yep. The stereotype of black men don't have fathers, that's ergo, that's why there are a lot of black men. Joe Biden in the crime bill, but something else. <laughs> but no, that, that goes Did way. It help. Yeah. goes even further back than that. Yeah, though, I was about to say, but that's like, it's important for us. I think it's great for us during Black History Month 
that we are talking, three black men are talking about baseball. I know that it's not really our sport. Also, it requires a lot of players, and it's not as simple as basketball to pick up. I mean, I mean, yes, especially, like, you, it's you, harder to play. How many schools have baseball teams at? A lot I'm of schools. I'm not done fucking talking. <laughs> a lot of schools. In the inner city? Yeah. So yeah. put money yeah. into it? Yeah. Well, that's different. That's different. But, like, you, you know think they put money into basketball and football because they know that's where the money's at for them. How many for who? Well, you know I mean, what it is now. So, you have AAU in basketball, yes. which has permeated through, and you have a lot of these club league teams in football. Snoop had his league, and how many NFL players has he produced? Mm-hmm. And baseball, with these travel teams, it's the exact same thing. But they put so much more money into it. Yes. It's definitely more of a money. Hockey, to a certain degree, is too. you got to have more money to buy equipment and buy all, have cleats and like have the, all this other stuff. The minor world league, those kids like are traveling all across the country. And right. But oh, I, yeah, you I, have like eight-year-olds. And their parents are like, well, aren't you a parent? Well, you have work and they right don't now? have sponsorship money like a lot of these AAU basketball teams mm-hmm. do. A lot of these kids and these parents are paying out of their pocket. People, inner cities kids and you know families can't afford to pay that kind of money i, but I so, think it's interesting because you and i were talking before the podcast started like w- one of my favorite things is like comedian chris rock said that can't be an excuse for black american baseball players because we see fernando tatis jr yes his dad played in the majors mm-hmm. so he is a little bit different but dominicans cubans venezuelans like all these people who are coming aren't coming from the most like lavish backgrounds yeah. they're coming from poverty just but as well that's but also the national sport on that it's our thing. national that's, pastime it Wait. was our national pastime it has not been for like the last 30 40 years what, what, nfl has surpassed it i would argue the strike in 94 is when the the guard was passed from baseball being the pastime to the NFL because mm-hmm. that's right around the time that Sunday Ticket came along and you can see every game and in the, the NFL blew up around the time that baseball couple went years on I would say like ninety eight is when fantasy football like first not it wasn't first invented in ninety eight but yeah. ninety eight was when it was when becoming it really like, popularized I remember Over, seeing people with the billboards and stuff like they were like on by hand it was like what well, you doing baseball like yeah by hand oh like, yeah exactly. giant charts and all that line. stuff yeah so yeah I, I, so for me for them. Uh, talk about Venezuela and you know, Cuba and all of those other places. Like they play b- baseball as like their national sport. Outside of soccer, that is what they play. How many kids here in the inner city play? Some, most of where we come from, they play basketball or they play football. That's part of our culture. Mm-hmm. It's less baseball, I think, especially for inner city people or just black people in general. Is just not part of the ingrained into the culture that way. Well, I think it's I think it's twofold because one, you have not only you're right, it's ingrained in us differently that we don't look at it the same. But I think when you look at someone like Daryl Strawberry or even like a Richard Sherman or Deshaun Jackson who played baseball mm-hmm. in Compton, California, there was right. like this unwritten rule that, look, kids could play baseball during the day, but everyone knew at night, like, we were going to start slaying. But let the kids play. But I do think with economic downslides, which we have seen yes. multiple Big times time. in this country, 100%. the first thing that gets pulled away from the inner city is parks and recreation. Big time. So you're absolutely right. There aren't a lot of places for us to play. That is one. But two, you also need role models who will show you how cool it is to play. Like, the one thing I always talk about, like, yeah, I'm, I'm half black, half white. My dad. You are? My, yeah, I am. I never, I couldn't see it. Couldn't guess? Couldn't Light skin? It. I mean, it's the hair. It's the hair. It's the hair. It's, it's, hair. it's the hair. The long hair. But no, and my, my dad was, you know, a great father. Took me to my first baseball game. Padres, Tony Gwynn. And I think that's the thing. It's like, when I think of the 90s, as you said, there were so many great black baseball players of the 90s. Yeah. And like big, big, like King Griffey Jr., mm-hmm. big star. Barry Bonds, big star. I had his game. Yeah, like there's big stars. And so that got me involved in wanting to play baseball. Sure. And as you said earlier, like baseball players aren't the most 
out there in terms of celebrity or pop culture. Personality-wise. So yeah, so someone like and, Mike Trout. But imagine if you had someone like Russell Westbrook right. play Major well, League Baseball. I think that's the problem because the problem with people even like Tatis, when they actually do show a little bit of enthusiasm, and this is where baseball hurts itself, they try to ring that person back in. They try to shut in. them down. Yeah, because baseball like, is like, oh, no, we're professional. We're a Steinbrenner. We cut our hair short. And like, we're, the we, Yankees don't have beards or something like that? Yeah, they, they can't have hair. long hair. You can't have facial hair. Yeah. Um, that's just a rule that George Steinbrenner had for years. Hey, but he had over. money, and he's winning rings, so. And, I mean, that was the – when Johnny Damon left the Red Sox, he had to cut his hair to sign and with he the did. And like, he did. He was like, you want all this money? Cut your hair off. And he did it. Yeah. You know. to go back. So. <laughs> going in the offseason. Embracing, you know, more culturalism from other people outside of how you've always done it. If marketing is that important to you and if your sport is dying, you want to embrace people like Fernando Tatis. You want to yeah. embrace people that are the personality of a Yasiel Puig. Mm-hmm. And let those people – I mean, they were – Baseball classic a couple of years ago, oh, when it was like a soccer, it was like a soccer field where they're in the stands. Petco Park, yeah, and they're they're blowing horns and cheering left and right. Mm-hmm. That was an ama- I wasn't there, but that felt yeah. like an amazing atmosphere. I watched that game on MLB Network. It was Dominican Republic versus Puerto Rico right. mm-hmm. in Petco Park, and you'd have thought it was World Cup semi right. sold out. Music blasting, people dancing, like it was a party they, atmosphere. Like they That's what they do, but, yeah. but don't you think it's if we don't play baseball? And you're absolutely right that play, like, I hate, you know, quote unquote, they need to learn how to play the right way. Right. They need to play the game the right way. You don't show up the pitcher. You don't do this. You don't try all that stuff. Get it. But don't you think that when we don't play mm-hmm. and we say, well, we're not going to play because you don't embrace our culture, then that gives these, let's just say these white owners, executives to say, like, look, we don't need to embrace, like, embrace their culture because they don't want to play this game. Like, yeah. they don't want to play. Like, I mean, it's like a never-ending loop at yeah, that point, it is, too. It's like a back and forth, but it's like, you should embrace us. No, embrace ours. It's like, it should be meet in the middle, but they should technically embrace us. But I, but I think it's like, you look at fans, and when you talk about our national pastime, and this is something I was going to uh, rebut you with, is you're absolutely right. Like, NFL is the biggest thing in our country, no matter what. But for now, but Major League Baseball opening day, mm-hmm. is there any other day in sports across the entire country? I mean, after opening day, a lot of people like throw their jerseys in the closet, throw their baseball hats in the yeah, closet. Yeah, one out of 162 for them. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Did you but, say because but on that one day, no, 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 I'm just saying like when I went to a Padres home opener for opening day one year, it was packed. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like that in San Diego, it's in LA, it's in San Francisco, San Luis. Every city is like I that. I only go to a game once a year at least. Like, yeah. So baseball is definitely a regional sport. And like for us, like in cities that are diverse, like San Diego, like LA, we're able to see that heritage of, you know, Mexican American or Dominican, uh, Puerto Rican, we're able to see that embrace. Don't you think if we had more people doing that and we slowly went to, you know, Chicago, St. Louis, Houston, Jose Altuve, like all those, like, don't you think if there was more of us playing, it would slowly start to, you know, drop the barriers of the oh, stigma? Yeah. It'll be stereotype, be, I should say. It'd be more popular. I mean, and more you get more kids involved, more people that look like you, that sound like you, mm-hmm. that are playing the game, it would definitely help. I just don't know if it can happen in short order like that. Yes, there is fervor. There is a lot of excitement, especially around opening day when it comes to baseball. But and I know the MLB has tried with their RBI program, where they have a lot of you know they go into the inner cities and try to do a couple of things to get more people involved. Um, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I think it's too many games in the season, honestly. I mean, I mean, well, it is that, but those stadiums need do you need to pay for themselves though. Yeah, like, seeing, for it sure. on, seeing it on TV, I cannot watch. I can go to a game all day and watch it. I can sit there, I can have a good time, watch the game. Watching it at home, 
I literally want to kill myself. Because <laughs> I feel now like look, it's too slow. There are a lot of people who feel that way, by the I way. I feel it's like the, the game is way too slow. The millennial, and even worse now, because we're millennials, the Gen Zs, right, whose right. attention spans are like a half a second. They can't be patient enough to sit there and watch an entire baseball game as it's currently zero. constructed. Like Even right. the NFL, what do they do? They watch the Red Zone channel. Yeah, exactly. You know, they just want to see score this, score that, bam, bam, bam. I the love N- that channel the so NBA, <laughs> the NBA is, has naturally progressed. It's just a faster game, so it's easier for them to watch yeah. because it's such an up and down game. You don't have yeah. a lot of plotting big men anymore, mm-hmm. so that has just kind of naturally evolved. The the analytics movement has actually aided in the style of play and has actually helped the way the society has gone. Everything's faster and faster. The game is being played faster and faster. Baseball inherently is just not made that they need, way. They need a shot clock in baseball. And there's talk. They're doing it. They yeah. do, they're using pitch clocks in the minor leagues. And they're they're going to try to put it into the major leagues I mean, within the next two years. Stand there and just wait like, bro, like, come on. And I think it's – I think it's your – you guys are absolutely right because I look at it and go – Major League Baseball comes out and says, "Hey, we're gonna have the when we have a doubleheader, the next the, the second game is only gonna be seven innings." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, that's smart. Short up that game, so we're not doing sense. nine and nine. Well, start a man at second base and extra innings. That's another good rule. I thought I thought they should have brought back the universal DH. I agree. Just they will a, eventually. They will. Just when as a fan of an NL team, yeah, as a yeah. fan of a National League team, like I would love to see a DH because then you have more options to choose from. I just look at it as like we lost one of the best baseball players of all time in Henry Aaron mm-hmm. not too long ago, right? And now we're sitting here going, well. Well, that's not really our sport. It's like, but yeah, but so many people had to sacrifice to get us the right to right. play this sport. Way, I get you on that, but it's just like, I feel like it's just not, I just cannot watch baseball. No, no, I think there's a difference between cannot watch and let's just stop, like, stop trying. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, as we sit here, we are watching Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams play tennis exactly. in the semifinals of the Australian Open. Now, do I know how to play tennis personally? No. Have I ever been to a tennis match? I don't think any of us have ever been to a tennis match. To tennis but will I enough. sit there and watch Serena? And yes, I will. 100%. I will I'll watch that. And the thing I love about Serena is Coco Goff. Sloane Stevens, Naomi Osaka. They wouldn't be there without seeing. But also, yes. tennis is like it's so fast paced. Still, it's like because you know every single. But it still takes ball. money, dedicate all those things no, you're talking takes, about. Money, money yeah. dedication. dedication, like all that stuff you were talking about. Why we don't play baseball? And like, I mean, Serena and Venus are from Compton, California, so they had to play at you know some dangerous parts. Yeah. 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 Like, they said he's, he's getting the fights. Like yo, to a point, of like okay, those two, they let, let them do that. That's what they do over there. Yeah. At the park. Like, that's what they do. They play tennis, leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think with that, it's like there, if there's a will, there's a way. And there has to be a way for us millennials mm-hmm. <laughs> as we get there yep. to me to say, like, look, I understand that baseball is not everyone's cup of tea, mm-hmm. but it means something that we have black people in it because that extends past the diamond. It goes into the broadcast booth. Yes. It goes into the ownership front office. And ultimately, hopefully, that leads into the stands. But also, I think it takes to me people. Like, right now, us three can go play basketball at 21. We can kind of play football. We can throw the football around. You know you know? But with baseball, we can't really play with three. We need right. at least, like, you have to have a whole six, crew. Yeah. That, maybe. But, but we can always find more people. That's the beautiful thing about black excellence, black power. No, Wakanda, right fine. over left. Yeah, I get you on that. But how often are we well, right now? Around six people. That well, you also baseball. have to break certain people who feel the way about baseball. Like, oh, man, get out of here. I don't want to play that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. There's going to be a certain sec- Like, So finding 9, 10, 12, 14 people, however many it takes, to field two teams against each other, mm-hmm. that's difficult in and of itself. That's true. And it so would take like, where does right it now start? a week to get me that many people together. And even then, probably won't show up. That, that's that's true. I mean, and that's not black, white. That's just that's like our generation. Baseball, that's that's just how baseball in now. general. But then we say oh, we're playing basketball. We'll have 50 niggas tonight. You know what I mean? Oh like, I'm just saying. Like, what, what type of ad you putting out to play basketball? <laughs> Listen, I was playing ball before 
pandemic started and I was we were we were going like every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was it was like our fourth week in and we're like, yo, we got this groove going. Next week, parts closed. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. So I miss basketball. No, I, I totally feel you. But yeah, I do. But first, I like baseball. I, do, I like going to the games because I think what I realized with going to games is let's say I, get, I always get there about the first half inning. I get to like bottom of the half, and then I'm always late because the fucking getting in. I get the beer. By the time I get my first beer, my first my first food, it's the third or fourth inning because yep, the goddamn because right. the lines. Okay, but that's let's be let's be real. That's also Dodger Stadium because no, Dodger no, Stadium no, takes forever to get to one side to do anything. But anything. Some, some, I know. If, the Dodgers, they, have, they do embrace the culture because they have those lawyers. They they really do embrace the culture. So they do try to put. I can't think of other teams, obviously, but I know the Dodgers definitely do Dodgers. their part for the city. Like even though they, they fucking demolish the whole fucking community, but that's the story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but they do try Some to old stuff. Anyway, some old stuff. <laughs> yeah, but they do bring in their their culture. Like okay, guys, like yo, y'all here. We support all you guys. Like we want, we have the food here for you guys. Like they do embrace the community and the culture, so I will respect that. That's why I do go to their games. I do like going to the games like, at least mm-hmm. two a year. And always, you always have a friend who has a free ticket for some reason. Always, always, it's always, always, always an extra ticket. It's always no. like at four p.m. Hey, I got to get the game for like seven. Like you want to go? Like yeah. And you're sitting there like yeah. Oh yeah. no, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's interesting you say that because uh, I'll never forget last year for my birthday you were here and I got a gift. Um, and as I opened it, it was a map of baseball stadiums. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I hadn't realized how many Major League Baseball stadiums I have been, been to in my life. Right. I'm like, it's almost, I think it's more than a quarter of yeah. the stadiums. I'm like, but to me, it's like, I, I look at it as like, if we're traveling, which we all love to travel, mm-hmm. and we're inside the United States, since we're not going to be able to might, go, to, might go to one soon. We might go to one It's fun to just be outside and see like the city and just no, catch a game. Like, that's why like, going to the games, like I've always enjoyed going to baseball. I never enjoyed watching it. For some reason, just being there, I just think the whole experience, like that American pastime, like you read like all the movies, like oh, this is American's pastime. And as you get older, you're just like, okay, so it's like a tradition, just do it. Yeah. The, 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 I've been to the Friday Night fireworks, the fireworks show, like mm-hmm. that's really cool. I do like that. It's a cool little date. It's like it's a really good date night. I was saying, yep. it's a four hour thing. You could talk with her. It's expensive as shit because the fucking food. <laughs> but like, <laughs> what I'm just saying, it's a cool. Little, if you want to have like a good way to kill five hours, baseball. That's true. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, too. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, yeah. Remember, what's, sorry, one, I was in one game when went to, what, 14 innings a, while, a few years ago. That game was ridiculous. Like, I was, <laughs> we were playing, we were playing the Giants, and I was just, we're sitting there, me and, my, me and Tim and them, and then we're like, it's like the 10th, and we're like, yo, man, should we go? I'm like, nigga, it's the 10th ending. We ain't leaving. All right? We here for the low call right at this point. Yeah. Those and, are the worst. We did seven and stretch twice. Yeah. I'm gonna say oh, you yeah. almost hit it like another. Yeah. We, hit, we hit it because like, I I went to a 16 inning. I'll never forget the Angels were playing the Tigers. This is when Gary Sheffield ended his career with the Tigers. Former Padre. Yes, <laughs> I feel like he <laughs> played for like 19 teams. He did. Yeah. He did. He had one of the best swings of baseball. Though. Oh, I should say best. The way he just, swung, the way, yeah. to be able to gather and hit balls the way he did with that funky setup is weird. Hit him deep too. <laughs> 16 innings. The at by like by like the 13th inning, I was like somebody win. <laughs> I don't care who. No, I was. I was just there. Like I'm here for. Like, history. That's what I said. I want to stay here for the entire game. I yes. don't want to leave early because I hate leaving early. But I was like, got somebody win the game. The Angels won the game in the 16th inning on a walk off walk. Ooh, Jeez. exciting! It was. I think the final was like it was like three two. I think it was two two going into the ninth initially. So it was two two all the way through, and they won on a walk off ball. A home run. I've never caught a foul ball. I've only had one hit me once, but. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't hit me in the face, Victor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you try to catch it. And yeah, so no, okay. A, a fall ball came. There was a, a funny story. It was my birthday. Padres were playing the Rockies. <laughs> Even better. 
<laughs> uh, there was a foul ball that came and it hit the ground and was in the seats. Two guys in front of me got into a fight. And like they were fighting, not over the ball. They just over, got to a fight. Oh, just oh, just oh, a fight, over foul ball. Yeah. So then the ball hit me in the chest, and as the ball hits me in the chest, like these two guys in front of me are pushing and shoving. So next thing I know, the ball like goes like two or three rows. Like, why do you catch it? See, if you it was football on the ground. Ball, you go football more. You caught that goddamn ball. Victor, how many? What, you catch punts? Are you catching field goals? Like, what are you I'm catching at football bro. games? Catching so, hands? No, like, what I are you remember, catching? The closest I ever was was catching a foul. First of all. Foul balls are fucking scary because <laughs> no, because yeah. I usually I like I like personally sitting on the um behind like the the, the, the diamond because I don't want that fucking foul ball situation. Cause, like, Wait, you want you sit behind home plate? Yeah, in the field. Like, I, it's usually not. Wait, home plate. you sit behind home plate or in center it? field? Not center field. It's like the first baseline normally. Mm-hmm. First the, base on, dugout on the, on the first level. Okay, that's my ideal speed. Because like, <laughs> Mr. Rich over here. <laughs> think it, well, before it was like eighty, it was like 80 bucks. Now it's like I'll be on the top shelf. <laughs> but like I remember just watching the, the foul ball. Was like you can't even look down because you look down and that ever this ball it came flying towards us. Mm-hmm. It didn't hit me. It would have. It was higher than I thought. But like I was like, yo, because yeah, it, it hit someone and I was like. Yeah, the phone gonna be away right now. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna look up. Well, it's funny you say that because like all the major league baseball stadiums have now put like the protective netting they, they all around. The netting should, all the way around. Yeah. But I don't I know. Do should they? Because it's kind of fun when like balls no, come in. No, and like, it's not no. fun when a so, four year old gets hit in the head. And so, yeah, that's true. Our eighty year olds. I think yeah, that happened that at Paco Park. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think one is too many. They, in a situation they should like be safe because when you're right behind the ball and it's foul behind them. Like even if you see it coming, you can't stop. You can't that. react that yeah. quick. It's, well, most people can't react that quick. But I do. Oh, like, oh Binger got it. <laughs> but I do. I've always wanted to. Do one thing. I want to catch the foul ball in my beer and down it. So I'd be on the on the truck. I've seen that's happened a couple that's times. That's San Diego. I love you guys making all these Petco references. Like it happened in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's so funny. How remember remember before before COVID. We were finally going to our first game together. Oh, God. We had it all planned out. I was like, no, Curtis, I'm going to go find it. Padres, Mets, uh, you were supposed to go as well. Remember, it was that wild beer fest. We had yeah. a whole weekend planned. You oh, were just, we were supposed to do like a tequila tour. Yo, or like, it was yeah. the entire thing, bro. The the, the beer trolley you were trying, oh, yeah. trying to talk yeah, yeah. me into. Oh, we did. And the tickets were like <laughs> You were trying to talk me into Uncle Larry. Like, Shout out Uncle like, Larry. Yeah. But I, I will say this. According to USA Today, in August of 2020, there was 7.8% or 80 black players compromising the 30-man rosters on opening day hmm. last year. So, I mean, 7.8% 80. is 80 players That's crazy. And on 30-man 30 30 rosters. Teams. So, are you saying Trump was right? The, is the immigrants taking our jobs? Anywho, we're gonna go from a sport that uh, I'm just kidding. Y'all. We're gonna go from a sport that had 7.8 percent black people to 70 percent black people. The National Basketball Association. We will not talk about that man no more. Right there, yeah. We are we are not going to talk about that man anymore. But 70 uh, percent. Playing golf battle right now. I need to get my free coins. Calm down. Uh, hey, we do the podcast. Yeah, we are. And look how I like seamlessly transition with no hesitation. I saw that. Okay, cool. Right. Thank you for interrupting. Continue, please. Uninterrupted. Uh, we see a sport like the NBA, 70% black. Uh, Adam Silver once again said that they are not going to jump the line for the vaccine. Adam Silver full of shit. But Adam Silver did say he wanted his players to get the vaccine and to advocate from it. Adrian Wojnarowski for ESPN has said that some NBA players, a majority of NBA players, do not want to take the vaccine nor do they want to advocate for it. So, Victor, what are your thoughts on the players and uh, this vaccine rollout? So, when it comes to vaccines, I do think it's a personal choice, obviously. like you, you, I don't think you should be able to force someone to do a vaccine. If they don't want to take it, it's on them. But it's like, yo, bro, like, if you don't want to take a vaccine for, like, polio, for example, back in the days, like, that's on you if you died then. 
I don't hear no shit from you. Oh, yeah, or like hepatitis or like, like things all that, that they stuff, have like, been. Obviously, and then like all that stuff is just like, I just think sometimes, like, what? No, no, um, continue. Continue. So, like, the players, like, because some are going to take it, but then it's almost in the sense the way he said it, he's almost like forcing them to do it. Right, like, like as hey, a PSA. You guys do it if you want. You gotta fucking. You probably said like you gotta fucking do it, and because like <laughs> I don't if, think he said he that. Can't, I don't think he can actually yeah. no, force them to do it. But either. like he's almost like forcing their hand. Like oh, like they don't want to do it, so I get it. But aren't you? But don't you think like if Adam Silver were to do that, mm-hmm. that would be the like this white man saying, "Hey, black people, you're taking this vaccine." That's is the whole reason why black people yeah. aren't taking the vaccine? No, I the think history I, of I also us think, with yeah, vaccines I think and Adam, white people forced us to take vaccines. Yes, fall again with this shit because like that example, like how. He's not understanding, like, black people don't have a reason why we don't want to do the vaccine. We well, certain ones have reasons why they don't feel safe for it, because history has shown. Yeah, it's not, this is different than, like, the anti-vax movement that was started by yeah. some actress six years ago so, when they tell their kids not to take shots that we've been taking for 50 years. Sorry, you know, sorry. that stuff is stupid. But I do, I do think he, like, I understand, like, his, like, method, like, okay, these people are looked up to, so if they do it, people will follow them. But also, just because they do it, I mean, I can get a shot tomorrow, like... They still have right. shortages of it. And there's people who, first of all, the NBA players do not need to be getting it right now. They they're really not don't. They're not in that that area where the concern. Everybody above 60 should be getting it first. If you're above 60, go for all of them first. 60 and all the problems. I don't care about these athletes getting it. I don't care about anybody young getting it. They don't need it. Correct. Well, let's just take a pause real quick because... As we talk about this vaccine and the government when it comes to our people, I think we're all thinking about the same thing, the Tuskegee experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just do, like just for our, our listeners out there who don't know what this is. This is according to the CDC's own website. Uh, in 1932, the Public Health Service, working with the Tuskegee Institute, that's a historical black college, yep. began a study to record. The, yep, re- uh, began a study to record the national history of syphilis in hopes of justifying treatment programs for blacks. It was called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Man. The study initially involved 600 black men, 399 with syphilis, 201 who do not have the disease. The study was conducted without the benefit of patients' informed consent. Researchers told the men they were being treated for, quote, bad blood, a local term used to describe several ailments, including syphilis, anema, and fatigue. In truth, they did not receive the proper treatment needed to cure their illness. In exchange for taking part in the study, the men received free medical exams, free meals, and burial insurance. Although originally projected to last six months, the study actually went on for forty years. Mm-hmm. So you're you're we have a history as black people in this country not to trust the government we with vaccines. We're elaborate. So fix like give me your thoughts on the NBA and this vaccine rollout. Look, I, look, I fully understand anybody that was is skeptical of taking the vaccine. It actually makes me someone who is in the lowest of the low tier when it comes to actually getting a vaccine. I feel fortunate. Let all this stuff weed itself through. Let people get vaccinated first. If there are any side effects, let them be able to work through it. This whole thing was fast-tracked. Now, in a perfect world, if I'm to be honest, if they said, here's a vaccine and anybody and everybody is eligible to get it, Mm -hmm. I probably would get it, to be honest with you. If if it means that we can get back to to a life of normalcy at this point in time, I'd do it. You said by what, July? Everybody will have an opportunity to get it? I'm okay for waiting. That's what they believe. I think personally, like he said, I'm not in the tier that needs it the most. Right. So I don't need to be focused on. Focus on everybody older. Sure. Like Adam Silver, like I get you want to like promote this stuff, 
But it's like that's not what you do. You play basketball. Like, and I certainly you run basketball. understand any player that would be skeptical mm-hmm. about taking Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And if you again, if you don't feel like it's necessary for you to take right now, and if you're cool with the protocols and all that, because I know what one thing that they're trying to do with the NBA to lure people into doing is, hey, look, you know, all these protocols wouldn't be as stiff, and you can do extra things. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand the skepticism. That wouldn't be a big enough draw for me if I was a skeptic of the vaccine. And they say, well, you don't have to wear masks as often, and you can go eat outside. And it's like, well, yeah, that's that, not a big enough that's right. not a big not enough draw for me for to me. change my conviction. I think I think a big thing about it is like since our community is going to be so apprehensive to getting this, uh, but our community is also so severely affected by mm-hmm. COVID because we don't have that same access to healthcare. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I think uh, it was reported that black and Latino communities aren't even getting the same amount of dosage of vaccines oh, yeah. they that have the, white communities are getting. They have to fix that. They're they're putting up more like, vaccination sites in certain areas because they got they got caught. Really? They got, they got oh, yeah. pretty much they got in trouble for it because like, a story came out and they're like, oh, but why? And then they're finding out that these vaccines that they're putting like, in certain areas, people from rich areas are driving to those spots and taking all the vacation, vaccine spots up. It's obviously a bunch of like, it's, it's all new stuff, but also people in... And minorities live in close quarters each other. That's also why we're being affected by it. Because we're, That's, yeah, cause a like, lot let's of say that we'll, we'll say together. New York for that. In New York, you have a two bedroom, you have four niggas living in it. You know what I'm saying? Four, four, four people, occupants. Four okay. occupants. In four or more. <laughs> yeah, I, I've right, honestly, right. I've been out there protesting. And I met a family once. I didn't meet them, but I seen their house, and it was at least like eight of them living in a house. Right. And this house wasn't no more than maybe two, three bedrooms that are lucky. Yep. And it's just like they're all living together, which is fine. But if one, one of them gets sick, they're all sick now. And, and you and, never know, like, what people lose in their houses. Like, mm-hmm. they're forced to move in with other people. Exactly. And bringing, so, like, one disease. You know what I'm saying? So, other. like, that's why they're so hard hit. And I hate how they don't, like, talk about that. It's like, oh, no, but, like, but there's a reason for it. Yes. It's, it's economic it's because right. these people can't afford to live on their own. So they're forced to live with families or generations together with your grandmother, grandfather, who are the high people. And you have your kids who can go out, do whatever they want in a sense and not get sick, but they bring it back home to them. Become carriers get, of it. They get sicker, then you get sick, and everybody can get sick. And mm-hmm. that's why they have to figure out a way. It's a, it's a hard thing to figure out. Like, it's people want to normal. Like, we all want to be back out normal. You want your baseball games back, obviously, for <laughs> yep, sure. reason. Like, we want to be out. I want to go back out there again, go to the bar, go to happy hour. Yeah. You know? You want to play basketball. You want to play basketball. Go to the gym. Go to the gym, as we oh, talk about. Yeah. Inside. Yeah. Outside. <laughs> when it's cold out, where it's when windy. When it's cold, when it's raining. You know, I want normal back, too. But I think people can't grasp the fact that, like, yo, like, this is what, like, if you lemons so or making lemonade, what we have right now. Like, yeah, I, I understand right. normal is not normal right now, but we have to deal with this and figure this out. But I think since our community has hit so hard, like we need to, mm-hmm. like if we have like the three of us, if we have the ability to take it, like I know for sure I'm going to get it uh, just so I can say like, hey, you, have, you go see your grandfather all the time. I see my grandfather all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to the office. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a blessing to even have the ability to get that. So I do hope that we get more dosage. Mm-hmm. I hope we get more, yeah. uh, you know, communities of color, the ability to do it, and I hope that this vaccine, which I think is ninety five percent effective, at they this vary point. depending on they which one you take. Listen, they but don't know. we don't we don't know they yet. Really don't but know. It's, yeah, it was they rushed. had to fast track the trial so much. You like know, normally, these trials like, take the trials take over. Obviously, a year. so far it looked like it's working. Like people haven't nothing yeah. nothing crazy adverse has happened. People no, have no small symptoms and no they're fine within a day or two. Like has happened. So so yeah. far so good. Also, I just feel like let's say tomorrow, like oh Victor, you can get the shot. I'll be like give it to someone else. 
Like, oh, I, okay. yeah, I don't okay. think personally I would want it right now. Like, it'd be like give it to someone else who needs it more. That's very And I definitely think that's uh, very, very cool of you. I want to switch gears real quick because this is an interesting story that Figs and I were talking about earlier. Uh, Duke's Jalen Johnson opts out. He will be going to the NBA draft uh, this May. Duke, not even on the trash, trash right now. We are they five hundred? I don't even say but they're is on it the really bubble. Their fault though this year. Well, are they on the bubble? Because I, I was thinking like Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, Michigan State. Do they even make it? So is Jalen Johnson the linchpin for more players to opt out of their like five star I mean, recruits and big name programs? Possibly. If I put myself in his shoes, what is my purpose for playing the rest of the season? Which there's like what two two weeks left in the regular season before the conference tournament. Yeah, Duke's not going to the tournament. If they do, they're not that good enough. They might win a game, eliminate <laughs> in the second round. This is a like this is a bad year for blue bloods just in general. Mostly because the one and done effect has not shown itself this year as it has in the past. Mm-hmm. So Duke and Kentucky just haven't don't have those dudes like they normally do. Duke um, is eight and eight just to throw that. Okay, so, so they're five hundred. Yeah, so they're five hundred. Uh, they're not going to make the tournament this year unless they go on some crazy run. So people who are calling Jalen Johnson a quitter for saying he wants to leave and get ready for the draft, he's played Smart. 16 games with a bunch of other dudes whose aspirations, I'm sure, you, if you play basketball at Duke, your goal is to go to the NBA. Pros. Whether or not you make it or not, who cares? I don't if you're there three, four years, you know you probably ain't going to the league. Yeah. But, it's just so sad to say that now. It, it is. is. It's it terrible. Is. That, that's really I what mean, life is that. If you're, if you're like, oh, you're a second-year player, yeah. NBA's not for you. Man. <laughs> yeah. Cats who are three, four-year college players that make it to the league are playing at, like, Wichita State and places like that. Fred Van Fleet, yeah, uh, Obi Toppin at Dayton. Yeah, and for right. It's rare that you have guys at major schools that stay for multiple years that make it to the league. Um, so, yeah, if I, I have no problem with him leaving. It's the smartest thing to do. Why am I going to get injured playing – didn't they just reschedule the game? They had a conference game they canceled, and they're playing like Charleston State or something. Yeah. Why do I want to play against them? Who, yeah. who gives a exactly? You know, use my language. Who, yeah. you know, who gives a shit? Yeah. I don't want to play against them. Yeah, and it's like if I can get a personal trainer and work out on my own, like Coach K, you're one of the best basketball coaches right. of all time. But wouldn't you say by him pulling out of the, the college, it puts more of a spotlight? I'm like, oh, who is this kid? How good is he? No, like, they, they all know, know, no, they know like, who he is. Like, the, the important people, the NBA draft people, they, they all all, all the scouts have been looking for he's him. He's a top ten. First of all, it does right because now. of social media, all these kids have been stars since fucking tenth grade. Oh, big time! Like I cannot wait to see Mikey Williams before that. Like the moment you sign on to like Instagram, TikTok, like eighth, ninth grade. Because we already because the one the yeah. one kid's coming up, Mikey Williams. He's still what tenth or sophomore or something like that. Like mm-hmm. he's he played with LeBron's son at UCLA. He was the best player on their team. Like this motherfucker. Jump out the gym, right. and he's only like in tenth grade still. And it's like they were saying how, like endorsement wise, if he got paid right now, he'd making a million dollars a year. I mean, possibly. I but mean, he, we have the you know the name, image, and likeness thing that's mm-hmm. going through right now with Congress and the NCAA. So we'll see what happens. The bigger issue is college basketball in general. They're hurt because of the NBA's decision. Because the NBA is the reason why we have one and done to begin exactly. with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If it wasn't for the NBA putting that in, certain kids, Jalen Johnson probably would have declared for the draft this year. Exactly. would have already gone. The exactly. kids that want to go to college go, and the kids that don't, don't. Yeah. And that's where the problem lies. The issue is the kids who actually declare for the draft but aren't good enough to actually get drafted mm-hmm. or they're a second-round pick, which is why baseball does it. I don't know why it's so difficult. You get drafted. You don't like where you got drafted. You're still eligible to go to school. Well, I don't know why that's such be. a hard concept to I don't do. Get exactly. why they all, like, you know, and, and it's also it's you, you said those who want to go to college go to college, and those who want to go to the NBA go to the NBA. 
I think it's also those who need to go to the NBA can go to the NBA. Like some people are like, look, I can't, like my family needs this money. Like if you got a million dollars on the table and you're like, well, I'll go play for free at Duke at Kentucky. Like for me, like you're stealing a scholarship. Ben Simmons stole the scholarship from somebody else at at LSU. Absolutely. Everybody knew he had no intention. He didn't go to class. Right. He literally did not go to class. Like I wouldn't either. Like of course. That's why I know. Like he's right. That one and done rule has destroyed. Because like like he for example, Ben Simmons was a bona fide NBA draft pick off the bat. But we all knew who was going number one. That's the big thing. I think still like James Wiseman's the same way. Like you had an NCAA sanction on Memphis for what? Yeah. Like he played three games because he got a free dinner. Like you know, yeah, no, I mean it was more. It was more. It was more. He was more than that. It was like house. Yeah, he got house. Yeah. But I, I, I do agree with you that the NBA with the G League, let's hope that that turns into... How was it yeah. open to this year kind of fucked up? But I remember they had the little the, the G League player that they picked up for the first... All the kids that were in high school, they signed a few of them to the G League to a yes. certain team. That yeah. just started this past year. Yeah. Yes. And some of them, they were, they've been named for a few years. And like mm-hmm. they've been, they were players saying, like, oh, they're really good. It's just like because of the pandemic, obviously, they're not able... I guess the, the method was... You sign these kids that are out of high school onto like a certain team, and they playing as other G League teams, like Correct. actual professionals, like they've been playing for a while, and they see where they're at. And then obviously the NBA players, the NBA coaches go, okay, I want that player to draft possibly. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what the system was. And what they, yeah, they put them like they teach them life skills mm-hmm. and a bunch of like money management courses and all of that. They make so they can make some money, mm-hmm. but they're not getting paid like NBA type players. Like, it's like a, what half a million dollar contract, but if still, even, it's like if even that. But for a lot of these kids, like you mentioned, Curtis, like that's that's a lot of money. Out the gate, exactly. it's like, oh my god, for an eighteen year old, for talented enough to even, I guess, G League is semi pro at this mm-hmm. point. Is better than going to college where I'm, you know, really on a scholarship is. and I'm on all these limits where I can't, I can't money. put peanut butter on my sandwich without getting, you know, yeah. getting in trouble. But I think it's also like when you go to the G League and, you know, COVID restrictions, but yeah. back in the day when you were like traveling, that got you in the NBA mode. Like, hey, sure. this is what's going to be like. You're flying into, you're getting into a city late at night. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got a game tomorrow. Whoop de whoop. Yeah. I do. The one thing I will say, and I'll, I'll keep this brief. When we talk about the one and done rule and you talk about a Jalen Johnson, I always think of Kevin Durant. Because he's from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from that area, yep. DMV. And he went all the way to Texas to play one year. Right. Why not play one year at Howard? Like, why not? Oh, like, HBCU. Like, if you know, like, Jalen Johnson, I, I don't know where he's from, but, like, John Morant, who was one of those players who had to stay four years, Zion only stayed one, but they're both from South Carolina. Like, imagine well, if they went to South Carolina State and HBCU and, like, played there. Look, I don't want to call anybody out for any malfeasance, but – Howard is not going to give Kevin Durant a Bentley. Right. No. They don't got that Texas money. Right. No, so, I, like, those yes, $100 handshakes. Yeah. So, they should, in theory. Yeah, it would be great if they went to an HBCU or state local or state home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I'm a 17-year-old recruit and they're throwing all this money at me under, under the table or whatever else. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would do. I was like, oh, yeah. I would love to go to Florida A&M. But I can go to USC yeah. and they can and have be, all kinds and be, of. And also be in LA. Or whatever, well, you know what I mean? I'm or thinking, you just like, go to a blue blood program. Yeah. It's different. It's a different vibe. You know that. You've been to Kentucky games and all that. You know how that I'm, goes. I'm just thinking, like, if you know for sure I'm only playing one year. Mm-hmm. I know for sure I'm only playing one year. You're absolutely right. Kentucky, Kansas, UCLA, all the big-time schools. They're throwing North money Carolina. at me. North yeah. Carolina, Duke, they're throwing money at me left and right. Mm-hmm. But... If I went to Howard, that could bring in so much. That's Wait, a game changer. That's one thing. But that's TV rights for that year. I'm better than everyone else. But, no, but you, you're better than everybody else. But like, okay, but it's you're, a different level. Like, you're no, better but than you, everybody at USC. 
is one thing over how is better. No, and no, it's but, also but, when you say like TV rights, more media exposure, mm. that's great for the school. That's what I'm saying. Unfortunately, I don't think it does much for the individual. No, you have it, to find it, a very altruistic person to want to do okay, something like that. If Ben that. Simmons Most doesn't go, Ben Simmons way. steals a scholarship from LSU. Mm-hmm. We all knew he was number one. Yep. He's top five point guards in the league right now. Yeah. Debate that at a later topic. Well, it's pretty, I think it's easily, but yeah. all right. If he goes to a historically black college, let's say Grambling, which I okay. believe is in Louisiana, same state as LSU. If he goes there, he's still better than the dudes at LSU. He's still better than the dudes at Grambling, but he's bringing in notoriety to that school. And who knows, like, hey, that's ticket sales, that's jersey sales, that's all money that's not going to the individual, mm-hmm. but it's going to the school. And if you get a couple of those guys who you know for sure are only going for one year, what does it hurt if, like, they're still going to make their money? Like, Kevin Durant went to Texas. Texas is a Nike school. Mm-hmm. After he gets mixed to the NBA, he signs with Nike, Kansas, oh, and Trouble. Is definitely the plan. This college basketball probe the last couple of years has all been wrapped up in Nike. Louisville, Kansas, Arizona, all uh, Adidas schools. Mm-hmm. Adidas gets in trouble. Yep. FBI. T- like, I get all that, but like, imagine if you had these top recruits go to HBCUs for at least one season. Yeah. How much? Like, look at what Steph did. Like, with starting Howard's golf team. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. means a lot. Like for these underprivileged HBCUs. And if we are the majority in the two largest sports in college, mm-hmm. why would we not wield that power and bring it to historical black college? You're, uh, you're not you're wrong. Definitely right. I just don't. If I'm just looking at it from a pure human standpoint yeah. and how people act and how they operate, also, that's not going to happen. As a kid, you can't tell me. I'm like, okay, I'm a top 10 recruit, whatever position you want to put it in. And I'm like, all right, what school should I go to? And I have my parents telling me, listen, you should go wherever you want to go to. Like, all right, that's fine. I have USC kind of walking in. I'm from Mississippi, for example. USC, oh, you could be in L.A. Oh, I love L.A. Or I have HBCU saying, or you could play in your home city still. Yeah, I'm going to go to L.A. In but, front but, of but, 600 but people. But first of all, not on ESPN. Let's, let's, let's be real. You're talking about USC, UCLA, historically good things in California. Mm-hmm. You ever been to Lexington, Kentucky? You ever been to Chapel Hill, North Carolina? You ever been to Durham, North Carolina? Ain't a, yes. ain't a lot going on in there. Yes. So well, you're talking about location. They but also print money, though, too. They, they do, but when you're talking about if I could be in L.A., L.A. is yeah. a totally different beast. Like, I love Lexington. Lexington's saying, fun. You got L.A., you have all these other big name schools in certain areas, like Wilduking them. No, those but those schools. aren't big areas. Lexington's not a big, it's big for yeah, Kentucky. Durham is not super large. Dury, they like, also make up for the money, though. They do. I there mean, are yeah, huge programs with a lot of money. You're telling me, okay, to if I'm from if I'm from the DMV, I'm from Baltimore, mm-hmm. and Howard's like, would you like to play here? I'm like, nah, I'm going to play in Kansas. But Kansas is going to be like, oh, Howard wants you to play? How much do they offer you? Yeah. But, but, you're, but you're switching arguments. You're going from location, no, but location to money. and money, though. No, but you know, you're like, but it'll be both. If it's program you, notoriety, you that's number ch- one. You have a legit chance to win, by the way, even as that's a one true. and done in certain places that. You but go. do you care about winning? That's my thing. Because yeah. no, you, it's a mi- I think it's a minor for a lot of these guys. Go. It's like okay, on top of being a top pick, because yes, Ben Simmons, he'd be on the radar if he went to Howard or if he went to UCLA. It but wouldn't Ben matter. Simmons and that LSU team didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Where? Well, he left the team before he, they even went to the tournament. That was so so winning, winning wasn't a priority but for him. But not for him. But I do think for certain players it was. It's a, it's a, it's a nice like byproduct or a nice, okay, yeah, if I'm Anthony Davis, I can go to Kentucky. I'm going to be, I'm the top recruit in the country. I'm a great player. And I have a lot of great players with me. We might have a chance to do something special and win a national championship. I do think that is a draw for some people. It's not the overwhelming, yeah, some right. but I do, do think it's a win. Some like 
Some only care about selfishness. Like, selfish he was kind of like, I just need to kill time. I'll go to LSU. Right. Like, I guess if it were me and this is looking at it. Well, LSU gave him stuff and they hired his, his uh, father sister, as yeah. an assistant yeah. coach. Yeah, and LSU, Nike school, I believe his sister signed on to Nike. His sister did, yeah. yes. So, but I do think like this is 31 going on 32-year-old Curtis looking at like, do I, like Anthony Davis, I can go to Kentucky and be Anthony Davis, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins. Like I can be Devin Booker, one of the mm-hmm. blank that have gone through Kentucky. Or I can be one of one that went to a Howard or went to a Morehouse or went to a Grambling. Like, I can create my own legacy more so than I can at these blue How schools. Well, the legacy stand, I guess, is my question. So, if, if Kevin Durant, let's say Kevin Durant goes to Howard yeah. instead of Texas, mm-hmm. ends up number two overall pick, his career is exactly the same. Yep. Like, they're rocking, like, I guarantee you, like, Howard's school is going to be selling, like, Kevin Durant jerseys at the bookstore that brings yeah, in revenue. Absolutely do They're going to make money off of that. Yo, whereas Texas, like money, basketball's not even big at Texas. So you're, at, so you're asking Kevin Durant at 17 years old to cut. think about something like that. Oh, think about the like. Think about leaving your mark. Think about leaving your mark. Like you can go I, into these you, kids are from places that can do that kind of. They, these kids need money immediately. And these other these big name schools are giving them more money. But first of all, we're under the assumption that like they're getting we, paid. I'm not under getting, the assumption yeah. of anything. Let's not act. Let's come on. Now. Let's, let's, let's be okay, real. Okay, yeah. exactly what you're, it is. You're, let's like, be real. I wish there was someone in their ear to be like, "Look, you can go to Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, Duke, all that. You can be one of blank." Mm-hmm. But imagine if you went to an HBCU, and you said Mikey Williams, isn't he from San Diego? Where he like is going to an he's HBCU? Going to actually, he's going to HBCU. I'm saying but like that's also okay, the but then years have been a push. But then you're also saying like, oh well, if I go to Kentucky, I'm like you have the Fab Five mentality, right? Like, sure. Oh, I'm Chris Webber. I'm Jalen Rose. I'm Juwan Howard. We're all team up together. We can't do that, at Howard. We can't do that at HBCU. We can't team well, up I mean, together. Yeah, Hank Gathers about- and Bo Kimball did that at LMU. And what have they done since they left? In oh, basketball, I mean, no, that's true, but that's different. Well, like, granted, one of them passed away, right? But I'm saying, but like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These AAU circuits are so close knit, and you've known yes. these players for so long. Like, well, let's go tied on. into shoe companies and all yeah, that. That's, let's, why, that's let's why the go cycle to, never. Okay, ends. so then, like, if you say let's go to Howard, mm-hmm. right? Let's Howard. Let's just keep using that as an example. And you say the five of us are gonna like five top recruits are going to Howard. Don't you think that makes Nike think? Oh shoot, we gotta we gotta sign a contract well, with Howard. One hundred percent. And that, but then that but changes then the game. Nike comes and goes. Listen, Howard's cool, but we're gonna pay you this much money behind the cow to go to this school instead. That's what they're gonna do. They're not gonna filter money into Howard, who they know has no staying power when it comes to something like that. Doesn't have the same exposure. Doesn't have the same boosters. You're fighting an uphill battle. So it's in theory, it's excellent. No, and I right. wish These more players should, would do something like and I that. Think, right. But I do think that time is coming. Because these players, because some players now are saying, as long as the NBA has that rule for college players, the stars are the stars will go. But eventually, they're getting rid of that rule that they should. They will. They, Around twenty twenty five, when the CBA is up, when well, the yeah. CBA is up, they'll redo it. Yeah, it's, it's, I do think how Mike Williams he did say HBCUs are a serious competition on my list, and that was respectful. Great, and it should be. But in a day, we can say what we want, but we know what's going to happen. Nike, Adidas, all these Reebok, possibly whoever these big names, people are gonna be like, listen, that school's cool, we get it, that's fine, but we're gonna buy your mama house and your cousin a house if you go to this school. Yeah, so it's I like agree. Nine point nine 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 times out of ten, that's yeah. how it works out. I, I wonder if I, if our lifetime, or let's say like the next two decades, oh, if I we definitely see, think in our if we see a change, oh, because oh, let's see, possibly. like uh, again, keep going back to Howard Hu, Steph Curry opens up this you know golf program, mm-hmm. he's Under Armour. Who's to say he's not like. Hey, I know Under Armour is not like Nike. But Under Armour, they're, they're a big deal. They're, yeah. they're a big deal. So it's like, good. hey, like 
Why, like, why don't you? I don't know. I, this, I see what you guys actually, are saying. This like, adds on to the fact that the All Star Game NBA is going to try to raise money for HBCUs, right? That's and that's a big thing. So yeah. they're inviting so, in HBCU students so and staff. I one hundred percent believe in the next ten years. Nine, ten years, I think you will start seeing more top recruits that can't be drafted because of the rules that will go to HBCUs now. Because yeah. I think now there's more of an emphasis on it. Like, yo, we got to start supporting our, ourselves. I think you will start seeing top recruits yeah. starting to go to these Maybe schools. BLM has a lot to do with that and a lot of things no, that have happened recently the within whole, the last year and a half. This whole past, to do with that. The past few years has been getting steam. People, people have been saying, like, why not go there? And we know why they're not going because it's like, it's about, I'm from, I live in a fucking apartment with 10 people and you're telling me if I go to the school, we get a house? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I can't. Money the talks. exposure also means a lot, too. Like, I mean, can you. And the brand. The brand. Going to the NCAA tournament is still a big deal for a lot of people. And if you go to, like, if you go to a lot of these smaller HBCUs, you don't have the chance to do that. Nope. So you can ball all you want and you can score, you know, average 55 points a game, balling up everybody you in your conference. No one's, no one's watching. Who's watching? The, right. Maybe you'll watch the NAIA tournament, but is anybody really going to mm-hmm. care? Now, yeah. like I said, you would have to be egoless for yourself to say, I don't care. I'm doing something bigger. I think and that's a lot to a, ask for most 17 or 18 You'll catch a year player doing that. Like, there are players that will be egoless in a sense like that that are, like, good, like, top five talent. Yo, I'm going to Howard. And it's like, right. oh, that's good. Right. And he'll bring top 20 players with them because, obviously, he signs. But the question is, he's going to leave in one year. So, then why would well, other players want to go back on exactly. itself and continue producing and, fruit? Yeah, you know? and it's tough, too, because, like, I look at, like, switching from basketball to football, like, Jerry Rice, HBCU, Steve McNair, HBCU. Now, the I times think, were different back then, too. Times were different, but, like, when my argument was, like, if you, if you become one of the greatest of all time, that helps your program. Well, if you're Mississippi Valley State, where Jerry Rice went, arguably one of the, you know, greatest wide receivers of all time, it's like he's one of Mississippi Valley State wide receivers, whereas Alabama, yeah. you know, yeah, Julio yeah, Jones, saying, like, that, Amari Alabama Cooper, has, yeah. they the got money. Yeah, so. They right. have... Unfortunately, like obviously, I said the scene for me, I would pick scene view because like that's what I would try to get out of. But in a day, money talks, like you said, and and we can't. We don't. First of all, who we know they're offering these kids wild stuff that always comes out oh, years later. We could do a whole episode you know about the like, craziest recruiting like they're stories. They're offering them like, oh, this guy's buy you this or like buy you this. Like how with LeBron mom bought the Hummer on right. future earnings. Yeah. yeah. Like what do you mean? Like so say like it's we know what these players are getting offered, and unfortunately. It, Unfortunately, these these big time schools are like, oh, you live in the projects. Damn, that's crazy. We can get you out of that. Right. <laughs> right. And it's here. like even like, like if you want to be one of many, well, we still remember them. I still and, remember Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Devonte Smith, because they've all made big plays in big games that we all saw. Exactly. I can't name kids. one game that Tariq Cohen played in college, even though he went to HBC. And he's a really good player, and he's a good player. I feel <laughs> yeah. happy for him. But yeah. it's just like you know. So these guys have egos too. On top of wanting to get paid, they want to be seen, they want to be known, they want to be popular, all that stuff. Hey, bring back kids. College Hill. <laughs> and they probably tell these kids like listen you're playing basketball just play like six games and you can leave but just make us make our money real quick and we good yeah. and they probably tell them like listen yeah. we'll get you the best trainers you need you're out of here but you'll forever be part of our school oh yeah because they say look, we have top notch facilities we have the best coaches we they can... might use the bullshit like oh we do have good schools in here because they tell you do have I mean they do they have great schools they really come do on because like... they, they pay for it well, like and North Carolina some, where they turn a janitor's players... closet into a black uh, a black Pan African Studies class See? oh yeah I saw Remember they that? had a Texas was giving freshmen like an iPad if you were a UT freshman just because they're See? So much money. Kentucky, after they won a national championship, did a whole bunch of renovations on we, Lexington we saw campus. Alabama's weight room. 
Oregon, Oregon, Nike. That's shoe money. That's shoe money. Hey, Phil Knight, if you're listening to this, I wear a size 11 dog. You can sponsor us all day. Go to all the big schools. No, Phil, don't listen to him. He said they should go to Howard. Don't go to Oregon. Exactly. No, sign a partnership with Howard, then send me some Nike. I think it's almost like, do you think they should just like allow the players to get paid? Because then it's like, but still, I think the players. The problem with that is, and they're the going through it right now. The big scores, schools are going. So USC just locked up the number one. Corey Foreman's his name. He was the number one recruit in the country. They stole him from Clemson. He was a Clemson commit, mm-hmm. and he didn't say it explicitly, but essentially, because of name, image, and likeness, I'm in my home city. I'm going to get a lot of exposure playing in Los Angeles. I'll be with my family. They can have me up on billboards, and I can sign all these endorsement yep. deals. Not that he couldn't do it in Clemson. But it's different when you're yeah, in Los right. Angeles. Exactly. And that's where the name, image, likeness thing is a game changer mm-hmm. for teams like USC or UCLA. Or if you're in a big city, even like a team like Rutgers, if you're in New York or something. Yeah. That's why the Big Ten went after Rutgers. Like yeah. All they wanted was that New York it money. It can make a huge difference for stuff mm-hmm. like that. Did he get a Kardashian in his contract? Uh, and maybe that was in the fine print. Oh, that was in the fine print. Okay. They said it's either Kendall, Kylie, or yeah. Kim if she's single by then. <laughs> but no, actually, we're going to switch gears here to something that we've never talked about on this show. What's this? Religion. Save me, Jeebus! Oh, this is what, dangerous. What? Ooh, we were talking about today is Ash Wednesday. Oh, First gosh. day of Lent. So, what, like... It's uh, Letitia Kehi, a listener of the show. She asked, "Hey, Letitia, hey, Letitia what's going on? Do we even have to give up something for Lent because we've already given up so much for the pandemic?" <laughs> Which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Pretty good line. Uh, but no, it's forty days, forty nights. What are you guys giving up until Easter? Oh, uh, I'm giving up Lent. You're giving up Lent because I ain't doing it. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm gonna say his answer in, in a different way, but not a goddamn thing. <laughs> not you gonna use his name while you give up? Bro, Lent. we're not. It's not a Catholic. I'm not Catholic. So that's the big thing. It's like I was. I'm not Catholic either. My dad's side of the family, Irish Catholic, grew up Catholic. My mom's side grew up Baptist. But I know there so are. So I some... can accept you doing it because technically your blood kind of is Catholic. But... <laughs> <laughs> can I tell it to Jesus if I ever meet him? Like he gonna tell you, like, hey, uh, Catholic boy, you over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. happy's in the middle. All right? Hey, do some confessions, then we'll let you in. <laughs> Am I usher? Uh, no, but it's it's interesting to me because <laughs> it's it's interesting because we talked about this uh, before we got on the podcast that there are a lot of Baptist. Um, Southern Baptists who participate in Lent, big time. Even though it is not something that we do, mm-hmm. and for me, like my mom would just we go to church, and in church the preacher would be like, "What are you guys getting up for four days and four nights?" He wouldn't necessarily call it Lent, mm-hmm. but we all knew it what, what, what it was. So I'm just kind of sitting here going, "Huh? It's something I've been doing since I was sixth, seventh grade. It's something wow. I've just always done, or something that's always been asked of me. Don't know if I. Wait, you've been doing it that have long? You actually, have you actually done it every? No, no. Actually, you gave up fried food. We in Costa Rica. I gave up uh, fried food two years ago. Last year, I gave up red meat. So this year, to continue the health kick, I am giving up haircuts. Ah, uh, no, that's coming soon. But <laughs> this is a health crisis. All right, that's why I haven't got a cut yet. Uh, I'm giving up refined sugars and simple carbs. So liquor. I mean, I was Certain thinking liquors, that. Yes. I was thinking that, but good, good thing for me. I think this tequila is all right that I'm drinking right now. I don't know about that sprite that you put in there. There's some refined sugar in that. There might be. No, there's no might. That's sprite. <laughs> there's <refined>. absolutely <laughs> sugar. Hey, in there. you know what? Look, we we haven't broken it just yet. Okay. So what you, say, you said refined sugar. What else? Refined sugar and simple carbs. So it's like potatoes, uh, whole grain, like whole grain pastas. 
uh, some some so rice, any sort of bread product. Any, yeah, exactly. That's what I'll be getting up for forty days. So why is it nights. always like the breading or carbs with you for Lent? Because you did. I did red meat. I just do health stuff because the big thing about me is like. How about you go vegan for forty days? Oh, now there's something. That's tough. Though. I mean, is it tough though? It's delicious. That would be tough though, and expensive. But nah, I, you go to Costco. <laughs> they sell Beyond Meat patties or meatballs in there. They sell garlic. Me some Beyond Meat. They sell Morning Morning Star sausage. That shit is delicious. Okay, so I've had Morning Star. I've seen them. I haven't really had that. If this really is something good. I would have planned for, yes. Uh, but, I'm telling you right now, bro. But, but it's already lit. Started today. Okay, <laughs> you can't. Start well, you've already broke your sugar. Whoa, so you whoa. Well, so that don't count. That don't count. That don't count. Look at the glass like that. Don't count. But no, it's funny because I put on my Twitter account. I was like, did y'all even know it was lit today? Like that kind of just snuck up on us. Like we gave up our whole freedom for the last year. Pandemic, so. it feels like more than a year, but no, for, for my you know biggest thing for is I'm gonna give up my mask, I'm not wearing masks anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're gonna meet Jesus soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get that nice real quick, like <laughs> hey, we cut, we cut a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, I don't like I don't have a lot of vices, like with the exception of the occasional uh, drink, uh, occasional alcoholic beverage. I don't do desserts, I don't do caffeine indoor coffee, uh, I don't really do uh, you know, any type of medicinal. Uh, Nigga, you was high as fuck last time. No, I was not. <laughs> Shut up. Don't even put that out there. <laughs> I <know you're> right. <laughs> but I don't. I don't really have that many vices. Uh, so for me, it's like when I give up something that's small. How about dating apps. I mean, come on now. Like maybe like Christian quiet, Mingle count real quick. This Christian. Wait, 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 time out. Out. You're on Christian Mingle. I'm not. No, no. 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 Forty days. If forty nights, you only you use Christian Mingle for all dating apps. How about that's a good one. Or only live for Christian girls, but you know what? That's no, not you too can't. Far. Christian. That's that's not that's not easy. Christian exactly. Mingo. Christian Mingo only. A lot of girls that say they're Christian. Yeah, that's that's a good hey, point. Well, thank hey. you too when doors are closed. Devil in a blue dress. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 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 that's tequila. That's, that's the uncut podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mom, turn off the radio right now. <laughs> uh, but no, but please hit us up on our Twitter account. Let us know if you're getting up anything for Lent. Mm-hmm. So. I got heathens to my left and to my right. They yep. ain't giving up nothing. Uh, I'll be giving up a refined sugars. I'll be in God's image. Okay. Uh, Victor, <laughs> where can they find the show and where can they find you? <laughs> they can find the show or they can find the show at the Eros Podcast. That's T-H-E-E-R-O-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Please send us all your questions because I will love to answer them. Or you can always just find me at V-I-C underscore G-W four O's and three D's. Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Figs, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at KFig1. That's K F I G G, the number one, and on Instagram, K F I G G. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Curtis Sheehan or on Instagram at chillkurt underscore 89. Uh, we have some breaking news Naomi Osaka. Straight sets. Straight yeah. sets. Beat Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. So Damn. I owe them some money, even though we didn't bet, because I definitely thought the GOAT Serena would win. But huge. Time huge, for the new blood. Yeah. Huge, new blood's here. Huge win for Naomi Osaka. And I I'm think. I'm just sad it was so early. It's the second or third time she's beaten Serena. Yeah. She, At least the second. She kind of has her number right yeah. now, but I, I do think it's passing the torch. Big time. Uh, right now. But we will definitely dive into that on our next podcast. You guys, please be safe out there. And Victor, tell them what they need to do. Please wear a fucking mask. We'll see you guys soon.